0: to the podcast and episode 107. I know. I don't know how to like stop that. Where are just like it's like a smooth transition. So there's nothing smooth about me. Well, my skin's smooth, but let's just jump right into our guest. All right, guys, back again. Um, So our next guest is one kind of came out of left field for me because it's the husband of our last guest. Um, And I've been able to do this two or three times, and it it really works out. But a lot of times it's been different situations. Like one's a caregiver, and the other one is the one that goes through the disability. But in this case, they actually have two different stories, but they met up, and both their stories are impactful just in different ways. Um, and I got to talk to him a little bit, get to know him and, you know, what she already told about him, I already knew I wanted to have him on. Um, but, uh, yeah, so do you want to, you know, introduce yourself and obviously say a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. My name's Justin Sexton. Um, 36. I was born with cerebral palsy, um, 1985 and I was about, I spent the first three months of my life, uh, in an incubator. My parents came and visited me every day and, um... Yeah, I mean, I kind of lived a, a regular life for the most part. I just kind of like playing sports and recreationally and, you know, kind of doing certain kids' things. Um, you know, couldn't do things like ride a bike or whatnot. But, yeah, uh, now I live up in North Georgia in Dahlonega and married to my wife, Juliet, who's awesome and does cool riding. And then uh, I play disc golf and make music and have a bunch of animals. And-
0: cool. Yeah, she told me about a bunch of your animals. Um, yeah,
1: they're, they're
0: Yeah, I know you're trying to also get another one too. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, I mean, so we kind of talked about a little bit off there, but and I've asked this question to a lot of people like us, uh, like when was like the first time you actually realized that you were different?
1: Probably like, I mean, probably about three or four for sure. Like having to wear braces on my legs and stuff and like no other kids had to do that. And I hated it. Um, I actually could talk before I could walk. I couldn't, I didn't walk till about almost two, I think is what I heard. Um, so I was definitely, uh, talked pretty early. So, um, yeah, by the time I was three, like I remember I have vague memories of having to wear braces on my legs and just not wanting to do it. Um, but yeah, right off the bat, just kind of having to do that and no other kid around me was having to do that. I remember going to like this group of kids when I was probably about three years old and, um, it was kind of just a, uh, kids with all you know, sorts of disability or illnesses and stuff, and I remember kind of that vague memories, very very vague memories of that being like this is kind of a you know we uh, interesting kind of group memory of being a kid. But yeah, by the time I really got to five years old, that's when I really you know kindergarten, really preschool. I remember in preschool cutting. I remember I got pushed by uh, a girl who was like six. 5'4 uh, and she like pushed me off the slide and I cut my left hand which is my dominant hand um, pretty badly and I was wrapped and I couldn't use it I remember like having not being able to do any like learning to do handwriting in preschool and like I couldn't even do anything because like my right hand was not great you know and not being able to use my left hand so like that those are memories that I had right after that kind Of kind definitely being different um, and then yeah once you got once I got to the point of having learned to ride a bike and that was something that I just don't have any control of my right ankle and I don't have very good balance. It was just a, a, a brutal process of trying to learn that for a while and, you know, kind of once you get in it, get going to school, you really start noticing it more. So,
0: right. Yeah, yeah. I
1: would definitely say by three to five is when I really noticed.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause I wanted to kind of ask you about like how it affects you on a daily basis because, you know, some of these conditions, especially like chronic illnesses or certain ones, they all kind of get, pushed in together and like you know i know some people probably think cerebral palsy you know and autism and downs and a lot of them are similar because there are people there's so many different variations of cerebral palsy where absolutely. there are people that yeah. are more highly functional mentally like you are where some mm-hmm. some really need someone to take care of yeah them. that are some, yeah
1: absolutely they're in a wheelchair they can't really communicate it, it's just like a, it's like a snowflake idea like everybody with CP you really is different there's no like i mean i've met people with CP that are know just as functional and active and drive like i do um but they're maybe they are more built and like they don't i have really uh, the size difference like my left arm is noticeably almost four times bigger than my right arm okay. but i have a lot of that imbalance and strain on my body right. um, where some people have cp and you know their the size is the same you know it might be slightly up. you know the arm or whatever maybe it's just their leg is a little bit and then, you know, obviously being in a wheelchair, not being able to speak, or, you know, what. So it's definitely different for everybody.
0: Yeah. I, does that, that kind of go into what you were talking about earlier about, like, uh, you said off mic about, like, the competition where people are trying to, like, say what is worse, even though you all kind of struggle in different ways? But obviously, there is some variations of cerebral palsy that are worse than others. Much
1: worse. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. People who are, you know, that, can't even speak or whatever it it definitely however got him you know in the brain i had a stroke in the womb and so i had to be you know i had to they had to you know get me out of there fast so that's why i was born premature um but yeah i mean i'm fortunate you know they told my parents they basically handed me over and were like "Mm, he might walk you might have to take care of him he might not be able to feed himself but you know see what happens here you go Good luck. And so they really never knew and what was, you know, and I think once I kind of got the regular life of just going to school, you know, I wasn't in special ed classes and I went, you know, I obviously had immense anger and had to go to therapy. They wanted me in therapy at a very young age um, because of just being really angry and fighting at school and, you know, all that type of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't really, and that, because I'm sure that probably was like an identity thing for you, because you, you're put in these special classes, but you can talk, and you can think, and you have these other, you just have certain other mo- mobility problems and whatever else, and, you know, because someone said to me once was like, you know, well, you ask some questions that seem like you, most people wouldn't ask, and it's like, look, I have a feel for this shit, because I've been in the worst places, and I'm not afraid to ask any question, because so many of us have gone through so much, and there's so there's such a lead-up to how we get to where we are now. Um, and a lot of times we're in so much pain and we just, you know, take it out on others. And, and we just, we just don't you know, unless we're you weren't know, that, how young you were talking about, like we're just in a place where there's a lot of just built up resentment and anger. Cause you don't really know where you belong. And, and cause you're only going by where your parents put you or where the school system puts you. So you know, but you, you probably have better and higher expectations for yourself. You want to be with the the regular kids and you're put here, but you know, yeah, I mean how what, what kind of conflict was like that for you at that point?
1: Um I actually they never put me in any special ed. I was in the regular I was okay, regular okay. school. So yeah, right off the bat. Um they definitely were probably thinking about it, but I, because I was I was pretty confident and like an in, in your face kid, like even despite having C P like you know, like, I was still really kind of a loud, talkative kid, and I was, had a lot of energy, and, you know, uh, it was almost like this bipolar at a very age, of like, when things were kind of going good, I was just, like, really happy, you know, but the minute someone was, you know, picking on me, or, you know, it kind of, you know, I mean, it came up so much, you know, or being picked on, not being the strongest kid, I I definitely would get, you know, really, really, you know, angry pissed off and you know my parents were not very understanding they have guilt you know i think a lot of parents have guilt they don't want to see their kid go through stuff but they weren't the best at figuring out how to like kind of just maybe let shit slide sometimes because you're maybe dealing with a lot of stuff that they don't even understand yeah so that was hard you know i felt like i didn't have my friends, honestly, sometimes were, you know, I had certain friends that were, that were really understanding at a really young age, and I look back now, and I realize how grateful I was to have friends that, you know, just knew that I was definitely struggling and were, you know, there for me. When I didn't have parents, you know, that I felt like I could talk to you
0: Yeah. It's like when you have they something...
1: they made their effort,
0: but... It's like when you have something so noticeable, you're trying very hard for people not to, you know, to draw attention away from it. It's like, look over there. Yeah. So, you know, maybe how you were acting out in just certain ways. Because for me, like, especially when I was in high school, I mean, it was really where I was trying to kind of figure things out. And um, because I had, you know, a lot of my childhood was taken from me because I was always sick and in the hospital. And so we had these uh, machines called CCTVs. Um, and you it's where you put stuff under. It's like a, a small t- a TV, but it's sitting on like a little shelf type thing. And, you, and there's like a little slider underneath. And you put Uh, paper or anything that you're reading you put it underneath and it blows it up and you could change the colors and all that and the the one thing that kind of drew attention away from me was even though because i hated it because it was in like in the the front of the class because it can only fit in certain places so i had to basically sit in front of the class not that far from the teacher and i'm reading everything they're reading on this tv so people can just look what i'm doing um but the one thing that was kind of cool is people thought it was cool. So they would put their hand underneath and they would go, look at this. And But I hated the intention so bad because, like, I'm trying to just get through high school. That's already miserable for any kid. Um, you can yep. have just some shitty last name. But for me, it's, I'm in front of the class and it's like, look, look there's the blind kid up there. And it's like, oh, like, please just don't pay attention to me. And so I tried very hard a lot of times just to, you know, do stupid shit. Even though I had good grades, I would act out and do some stuff you know, someone said, hey, like, do you like this song? And if I, if I said, oh, you know, they, they didn't like it. I was like, no, that song sucks. Meanwhile, at the time it would be on my iPod because I didn't care. I just wanted to make friends and just kind of make sure people didn't notice my vision problem. And I just wanted to fit in as best as I could.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely know what that was like being a, being a kid. It was, it was definitely the, the toughest of times and, and sometimes it would get better and like it kind of got a little bit easier for me. Like my last couple of years of high school, cause I had good friends and stuff, but like dating and things like that. And like, was just, you know, it created a lot of anxiety and stuff like that. I remember. And, you know, by the time I was definitely 20 ish, I wasn't comfortable by any means, but you know, I was definitely dating and things like that. I was able to take that, that step of that. But, yeah, I think the certain anxiety in certain situations, weight training class really in high school was probably the, the hardest thing for me. We had to take weight training and I tried to, my mom, you know, write a letter or whatever and get me out of it. And I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was embarrassing to be like the weakest person in the class. Like it was obvious that I was, you know, the weakest person. I and mean, then we all had to do bench press in front of each other and push ups. I remember people laughing at my hand, you know and that would set me off you know and we'd go home and it would just do about it for for days or whatever and you know it got a little bit better than trying to get a job I think going out and applying for jobs was really one of the hardest things and I didn't anticipate that yeah. so that kind of put me in a dark place I think probably in my 20s because I didn't you know I, I didn't go to college I went briefly but you know I just it wasn't something I wanted to do I wanted to be out there kind of just working and out of my parents' house, and and getting a job turned to be a lot, you know, harder. I, I spent nights definitely sleeping on the street because I had nowhere to go. I didn't have a good relationship with my parents. I Getting a job was fucking embarrassing sometimes. Like, it was, I remember going in for a job, and the guy was like, can you even sweep a broom? Like, sweep, take this broom and sweep this floor in front of me. And I was like, dude, I could sweep a broom, man. Like, yeah. And I did it in front of him, and I still didn't get the job, you know, and it, yeah, it was a it. thing.
0: Your wife told that story. You know, I told her a story about where I had a similar thing where I had to go to this call center and I told him I couldn't see the stuff on the computer because they refused to put the magnifier on it. Um, and so she said, well, let's go back to my office. And she basically just made me read in front of her. She's like, can you read? And it's like, I can fucking read. I graduated high school at the top of my class. But like, what are we doing here? And yeah, it's 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 one of those where you no matter how old you get and mature you get, like there's times where you're put in these positions where it just strips every bit of your confidence and you're just, you're, you know, you're emotionally just naked and you just feel like shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: But go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted your story.
1: No, you didn't know. I was, it was kind of maybe, you know, that was all these different things you don't really think about. You know, I've been, I'm dealing with stuff right now that I didn't think I'd ever, deal with you know I didn't really cross my mind that you know the more the older I got the the balance in my body the fat one side overtopping things or the other is going to become a struggle and create a lot of pain and
0: yeah
1: um you know I have to take a lot of supplements basically to try to get through the day sometimes magnesium and you know um making sure I'm stretching and moving around constantly and doing anything that I can to make sure I'm not, you know, in a lot of, lot of physical pain. And that's not something I you know. No one told me that, or, you know, I, I went to physical therapy as a kid and they were kind of, honestly, they were kind of mean and not really understanding and wanting me to waste my time doing fine motor skills, which I was never going to be able to do instead of like actual physical motion that would have got my body moving and my arm moving would have been better than taking a penny you barely
0: even do it yeah. You know, yeah so yeah I mean you're constantly when it comes to stuff like that you're constantly put in positions where your limitations are highlighted so much and it's a constantly just reminder of like yeah okay remember you you suck you can't do anything remember whereas like if you were put in certain positions where that wasn't highlighted and there's many ways you can do it and a lot of these jobs like it just if they were just to accept you and just say, okay how can we accommodate you there's ways of doing it but they' they're, they're they're just like you know they'll say something nice that doesn't seem offensive or discriminatory, and then you're on your way. You know they'll say like, "Wow, you're very inspiring that you're trying to do this, and I love what you're trying to do," and blah blah. blah. We'll we'll call you later. Um, yeah, and, and got that a lot. Yeah, and that and that's one of the problems. Like a lot of people with disabilities don't talk about enough, especially trying to get jobs or or things like that. Because or even if you have a job, because it's really easy to kind of say like, "Oh, that's racist." Or that's whatever, but when when it comes to people with disabilities, some of it is so like it doesn't seem offensive to others because they don't know what it's like to be us and they don't know what like our triggers are. Um, but like I mean, I'm sure you've got, dealt with this because I don't know anybody with a disability it hasn't. We've all been perceived to be slow in one way, shape, or form, and it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your disability is. It doesn't matter how smart you are, yeah. what your intellect is. It, you're perceived to be slow just based on whatever it is that you're lacking that they don't in. And, exactly. and, and so, but you can't really prove that unless they come out and say, Hey, are you retarded or or something that's really offensive? They'll, they'll do it in a way. Um, and, and I think I've said this story before I was working at this factory and this woman comes up to me and says, Hey, Did you And she just wanted to borrow the tape. And I said, okay, hey, here you go. And she says, did you ever work at Hope? And now there's there's this place in town that um, hires people with special needs. It's actually a really nice organization. And she said, have you you ever worked at Hope? And I said, no. And I said, but why would you ask me that? And she goes, oh, no reason. My husband uh, worked there. And she walked away. Now, she was essentially asking me, because I have a visually impaired, because I have a disability, I should be working with kids with special needs. I should be working right alongside them. But I can't, so when I went to HR and talked about it, and I'm not that guy, I, I don't really, but it's just, it pissed me off so much that I knew I was probably going to lose my job if I just, I let it linger for, and fester enough in my head. So, and they were just like, well, you know, I understand what you're trying to say. It, it, it went nowhere because it sounded like she was just trying to be friendly, even though she was completely being an asshole.
1: Right, yeah, that's, that's definitely super, super common.
0: Yeah, and you can't prove it because you can't – You even though you and I know what she was trying to say, you can't prove that that's, that was her intent and that was what she meant to say. But it's like there's no other reason you would ask me that and then your your retort is, well, just because my son, my husband used to work there. It's like, yeah, unless there was the one odd day that you saw me walk in the building when you were picking your husband up and I was you know going for a job or, or whatever – how would you ever? Why would you ever ask me that question? But again, you tell HR that it's like, oh, but now you're kind of trying to fish for something. It's like, no, I know what she was trying to say to me. And if I would have blasted her, you know, like screamed at her, I would have been the one in trouble. And uh, yeah, that's like I said, being a, someone with disability, it's very hard to combat people who are because they're they're never going to be straightforward and ignorant and just like, oh, why is your arm so short or why why do you walk so funny or why are you whatever. Because that they know that will get them in trouble, so they can they can go many subliminal ways around it, and just ask us a very offensive question that doesn't seem offensive on the surface. Definitely, yeah. And so I, I, I trust me, I feel your pain as like someone with a disability trying to go out in the job market is it's very it's embarrassing. It really is because not not all of them, but most of them because they're. You're, you're constantly having to try to prove yourself um, in ways that other people wouldn't. And, yeah. you know, what people don't know about people with disabilities is like if you gave us a job and you showed us like some sort of loyalty and like you really want to try for us, we're very like, we're great employees. We're going to, yeah. while you're paying people $20 an hour they sit on their ass and, and half ass it, and they'll quit tomorrow because they don't care about what you do for them we will bust our ass for you because you, you gave us a shot.
1: Yeah, it was definitely hard getting to get jobs. And every time I got a job, it was definitely, you know, I was grateful to, to be like, okay, cool. Especially like I used to wish, man, I wish my left hand was, you know, the hand I, I, you know, had issues with because the first thing you did at a job interview was shake someone's hand, which for me was like, it was just the absolute worst thing. As soon as I went to shake someone's hand, it was a nightmare. Right. and i was just like oh, oh oh so right off the bat i just met you and you know, i mean you have to deal with that most people probably right off the bat they're like oh you know right in your face here we go okay so yeah people why are you that. why are you not like me
0: <laughs> yeah people will try to show me stuff like really close it's like dude don't do that to me because yeah. i will slap the shit out of you like don't don't do that to me and then it's like well over oh, right. i'm on i'm on because i have another job it's like ugh, i'm on work so i have to like I'm on duty so I have to like try to like get along with people and it's like you know and that and that's like what you were talking about earlier with all the anger like it festers even as an adult because you know now I'm older I'm, I'm in a place where I know who I am and I just don't take anyone's shit and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick to anybody I genuinely will treat everybody yeah, the I same feel. I will treat everyone the same I don't care about what your ailment is or what your color or any of that shit I don't mean that means nothing to me but you know, you're going to treat me differently. Like I'm, I'm just going to be an asshole to you. Like, I don't care. Like fuck off. Cause I'm, I'm not taking that. I'm 33. I'm tired of feeling guilty for my eyes or, you know, I'm tired of feeling like I'm ugly or I don't belong in this society, even though the world kind of makes it clear that I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm going to try anyway.
1: Yeah. I like, I like that. Uh, definitely the point I've come to and it's, it's new It's over the last few years. I think I've really, finally come to the appreciative gratitude sort of state of like you know hey it could be a lot worse and you know I'm, I'm grateful for the things that i you know i can do every day i have things that i love to do i have a wife that i love and you know i i, I have a lot going on yesterday was a tough day for me for walking my keys in the car which was you know a result of not really having my hands full but for me it's just a habit to not hold things in my right hand sometimes. And I quit, put it <clears> down in the trunk and immediately shut it. And so mad at myself. I had done it a couple of weeks ago and it happens a lot, you know. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but don't you, and don't, yeah, don't you... it was just, I beat, beat myself up about it. But, you know, the day gets over. And today I was like, you know, a lot of people helped me out. I had some friends that came and picked me up and gave me a ride. I had a friend that came and, you know, was a locksmith and got my car, you know, unlocked for me. And today that felt really good to know that there were a bunch of people we were looking out for me you know and they genuinely cared made sure that i had a much better day
0: but don't you think that's something you can also kind of laugh at yourself because it did humble you like it's like oh yeah. it brought you back yeah. to reality but you can kind of laugh yeah. it's like oh my stupid like my stupid arms and like because i do it yeah. All the time oh on yeah days. like i just i sometimes i just i've said this before where i'm sitting like on the couch and i'm like i'm gonna turn on netflix and then i'm like oh you dumbass you have to go closer what are you doing why are you sitting way back here you know damn well you cannot watch the tv from way back here
1: oh yeah that and and that's where i'm at now like it is these little things and you know if i'm frustrated at work sometimes and i'm trying to hold a you know a bunch of stuff while i go down the stairs and i like tend to hold a full mason jar of water in my right hand and i have to hold it all weird and then i just spill it you know everywhere and i get all you know if i'm in a bad mood it bothers me if i'm in a good mood i'm just like you know, move on, you know? And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, I still like to laugh at myself. You know, I, I joke with my friends about, you know, things all the time. I was telling a story yesterday about being like 12. I remember. And we were over the bottom of like a big hill in the neighborhood, probably 500 feet away was a friend of mine. You know, we were yelling, we were talking trash to each other and yelling. Cause, you know, kind of could tell maybe who it was or whatever. And I was like, you can't tell who it is from there. And, he was like, "Yeah, I can tell because of your hand, man. It's Justin." And I'm like, <laughs> "Damn!" And it was one of those moments of like, "Dude, you know, like you stand out, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you stand out." And um, you know, little moments like that come come about, and sometimes it's really funny and clever, and it, you know, it definitely has moments of you know. But it also feels good things you know. that people used to say about me are funny to me now yeah. that weren't when I was good.
0: But it also probably feels good because you know that person accepts you for who you are, and they can they'll make fun of you. But you know deep down, like if you showed sadness to them, they'd go, "Oh shit, I'm sorry." Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: And that that's like yeah. the beautiful thing that comes from it because when you find people like that, it's like, oh, okay, like this is, you know, again, back in high school, when you're angry and you you just think everyone just doesn't like you and and you're the target, but you find out that there's a lot of really nice people out there and just cool people and. You know, you don't have to be like overly nice because I don't even really trust those people. But it, you know, the, you, there's people that can just fuck with you and just bust your balls and just have fun with it. But you know, deep down, like they don't mean that. Like they have their issues too, whether it's a disability or some other issue. They're just messing with you. And at the end of the day, that they that's how you get through it by just being dark and yeah. goofing around.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I, I had it as a kid too. There were, you know, I had friends that were, you know, great, that were just, you know, really understanding. And so I could make those jokes when I wanted to, you know, and we had people that were just about it, you know, they they crossed. But, you know, now I look back and it's, it's definitely made me a better, a better person. I would probably be more of an asshole if I definitely hadn't gone through a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely makes you stronger. You just can't, especially when you're young, because you can't see anything because you're so you know consumed with other shit like oh girls and you know mm-hmm. just trying to find an identity in life but um
1: yeah, yeah it's yeah. already tough for everybody and any sort of factor in there just makes it worse. and like you said like your last name like anything like you know oh, you have red hair and you're like getting red hair in class let's like like you know let's all you know just make jokes about that or your mom oh your mom's sick or something let's, let's, let's all make you feel like shit about that you know yeah. My wife said she dealt with that when her mom you know, had cancer. She was like, oh, you know, oh, your mom has cancer. You know, like horrible things that kids say to each other because they're insecure and they're, you
0: know, yeah, yeah. Cancel culture doesn't exist in high school. Like, you yeah. know, maybe online it does for them, but like, you know, kids say brutal shit, even if it's oh, yeah. a joke. Like, you say you and your friends are busting balls, and that that to some people yeah. on the outside of that Dr. little Warren. bubble, it's like, oh my god, what did he yeah. say? Cause I had yeah, friends that were different absolutely. races and stuff, and we would just say horrible shit about each other. But they knew we, you know, didn't mean any of that stuff. It's just busting balls. But the people on outside that who were that color or were whatever, they looked at it like, holy shit, what is it? What did he say? Um, yeah, but, comedy comes from a dark place
1: sometimes. You, know, you have to be able to laugh at dark situations, and you know, I think, you know, for me, it, 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 it you know, I have to be able to laugh at myself and. In some regard about it You know what I mean Kids you to say Oh you have a dinosaur hand You should make me so mad and, Right? You, know, you used to be the thing That set me off so much Now I'm kind of like You know You see a little t rex thing It makes me laugh I could see where they're You know
0: You know Where they
1: came from You know With it And at yeah. the time I hated it You know I wanted to fight kids And I did fight them Because of good stuff like that But
0: Yeah No yeah I mean you gotta That's a thing I mean I think that's one of the One of the things we struggle with A lot is I don't know about for you, but for me, like, I'm 33 now. I'm, I'm, like, I'm tired of fighting. And I don't even mean you – I know you meant physically, but in every way possible. Like, I had to do that. I had to – I emotionally have to fight, you know, all that. And there's just days where, like, I wake up and something doesn't go my way, which, you know, I'm used to. I'm not saying I want everything to go my way, but there's just times where, like, I set out for something and I'm just like, can we just – can that just go the way I planned it? Because I'm just tired, like, mentally. There's days where, you know, I come home and – I'm supposed to do something, wash the dishes, whatever. And I just don't have the energy for it because I've been in my head so long and I'm just tired of just whatever is going on. Take, it's taking place that day. And I'm just like, I don't want to fight anymore, but I have to, because if I don't fight, then, you know, I probably don't exist because I have to fight because that's what a person with a disability does. Yeah. But there's days I don't want to.
1: Yeah. I definitely feel that, that, really really well said
0: yeah thank you yeah I mean like you said about yesterday for you like you know it, it's every even though' it, it's humbling on the same token on the flip side it's also it, it can be demoralizing it can take you down a peg where you're just like fuck really like you you know i'm 36 that you're 36 right yeah yeah like i'm 36 and I'm still like feeling like useless and I'm still feeling like I can't accomplish the most you know basic task. It, it 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 you know you're trying cuz again you you're still battling like i'm an adult now i'm i'm you know I, I have a life and i'm still feeling like a kid or i'm still feeling like i'm insignificant in comparison to everyone else and it, it's hard to kind of remember everything you accomplish and everything you do because you're always in comparison and again this isn't just a disability thing we all compare ourselves to every especially oh, women yeah. compare themselves to other women all the time guys do it to other guys but, you know, we're always, you know, because it's not like we can escape, like, able-bodied people. They're everywhere. There's way more of them than us. Um, and then there's a lot of people with disabilities that hide it because they, they're they lucky enough they can um, in some ways. Uh, but, you know, like, yeah, we're, we're every day. Like, we, we, we figure, like, we get older, and it's like, well, some of this stuff will just kind of, it won't matter to us. But how can it when life is always going to be challenging?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's affected decisions, big decisions in my life. You know, like I didn't have, I chose not to, you know, have kids and have a baby and go through that whole process because I remember being 17 and 16 years old and watching, you know, a guy pushing a stroller and carrying a baby and he had another kid. And I was like, man, if I have to do that, like, hmm. that's going to really suck. Like trying to have to carry a kid and hold a diaper. Like I don't, I, I remember I remember like it was yesterday, and I went deep down this like rabbit hole to the point where my friends were like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Just that seems like it would just be so overwhelming for me. And it was something that I ended up making sure, you know, like I, you know, met someone who had already had kids and became a stepfather and bypassed that whole, you know, baby stage of of, of having to do, you know, be there and hold somebody and do all the stuff that for me was going to be an absolute anxiety attack, to even. Think about
0: you know? Right. Um, and that's something I never
1: thought. You know, when I was 12, 13, I was like, I'm going to have kids and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to, you know, and then I got a little bit older and realized, you know, for me, that was going to be a little bit more work and even just getting a day job, you know, was tough. Like.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a- a- excluding your wife because you're obviously happy and all that. But like, for because one thing a lot of people don't talk about with disabilities is, is, is dating. Dating can be really brutal. For anyone, yeah, but dating was
1: really, really bad. I mean, it was definitely, you know, uh, it was it was tough. You know, be going to high school and seeing girls laughing at me when I couldn't do push-ups. You know, that was really one of those things that makes, I remember getting angry. and Like, oh man, now I gotta, you know, try to impress you know some girl that I like, and it was it was really tough, and and alcohol really became someone I turned to because it was a lot easier to not care. And I drank and became an alcoholic for a long time, probably because of that or just how much of was easier to be around people or you went out when you were single going to the bar and trying to meet somebody. But fortunately, you know, I met Juliet. We've been married for about, uh, we've been together for about 12 years or so, maybe 13, something like that. And, um, you know, I think she was the first relationship I was in where I actually ever even talked to. Uh, you know, I actually had been in relationships with girls where I'd never, uh, like, try to pretend like I didn't have CP. Like, it just didn't come up, you know, it wasn't in conversation they knew, you know, but that I, they didn't really know because I didn't, I just kept it to myself, you know, for the most part. And that probably made those relationships more difficult. And Juliet was somebody who definitely was a lot more understanding from her own personal stuff that she had dealt with in her life. And um, yeah, she definitely helped me probably start appreciating myself a little bit more. I definitely went through a really dark phase while we were married of drinking too much and finding a job was hard and just not feeling like I had any worth. I, you know, I eventually got on disability for about two years and that actually really helped change my life because of that I was able to focus on getting out and being more active. I went from walking with a cane and not being able, you know, bedridden for days because my knees were hurting. This was about four years ago. And I finally got on disability for about a year. I couldn't work anymore. I've been working in restaurants and, you know, high service on your feet all day jobs and service industry jobs that were just, like, I just aged. Like, it just made me, like, 60. Being on disability got me outside and let me focus on, you know, not having to go to work every day. It was tough. I didn't have a lot of money. definitely making sacrifices, but it gave me a chance to, to get my life back and and get a job, and, you know, now I've been at the same job. I work from home, and I've been at that for almost four years now, and okay. I'm very, very grateful for that. Um,
0: yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, one of the things I want to ask you, so, cause like I said, I do want to talk a little bit about your relationship with your wife, but beforehand, obviously you were in a dark place and you were going through all this, like, did you – Believe like that you would, after all the shit that's happened, did you believe like that you would fall in love or anyone would ever accept you fully for who you are? Um, it was tough,
1: you know. I, I don't know. I, I I went back and forth. It was one of those things where, like, when I met my wife, I was definitely, I mean, she's got 14 years, she's 14 years older than me, so I was, I'm surprised she saved me. I was you know, in my twenties, but definitely after my, I was in a party stage. And, and so, I mean, I wanted a relationship at the time, but it was definitely easier to just party and not be sober and be around people who wanted to be boss all the time. And, and, you know, cause they weren't really paying attention. I mean, I have friends who I spent a lot of time with when I was 21, 22 years old that didn't know I had CP until I started talking about it on social media, seven, eight years later you know, never brought it up. I my best friends, you know, absolutely knew that, closest to me, but I hit it. You know, I definitely got good at, at hiding it. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. It's, that's a good question. I, I I wanted to believe that I would, but there was definitely, it was like, what day, what kind of day is it? Am i having a day where I feel positive or am I having a day where everything feels like it's, it's not going to work out. But,
0: Right. I ask it cuz I I mean I'm single and I am I it's it's hard cuz especially with all those dating apps and you get kind of lost in all the shit that's going on and and you date so many people and all the ghosting and all the shit happens you get kind of you kind of forget like is love is impossible and and of course how many people treat you differently and um you mm-hmm. know you can go down a road of like fuck women or, or or people or any of that um and you know it it's it's got to be hard but for you like when when you started talking to her meeting her and obviously, as I said earlier, a lot of times we're consumed with so many of our own problems that we don't know if we're ever going to run into somebody who actually has worse issues or, you know, a, a past that's can match yeah. ours or I close. Mean, she may not have a physical, know, the physical problems that you have. Yeah. With, but but she, in my
1: mind, she'd been through worse than I had, you know, she lost a kid to to cancer, to brain cancer at three years old. That to me is going to be a lot more difficult than having the disabilities that I have, even though it's, creates all these issues you know and i i remember having this conversation with my count uh therapist when i was i mean this was probably about seven years ago and i was in a really bad 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 place i was when it was probably the worst and he had just found out that his like 17 year old daughter had cancer you know and i'm i'm sitting here and i'm like you know here i am telling you my problems and like your daughter has cancer he's like well that's because you've decided that my situation's worse than yours you know, and you don't know that, you know, it's only your, all you know is your situation and, you know, no one's to say that, you know, what I'm going through is by any means worse and vice versa. And that was something that definitely, you know, kind of hit me, hit me a little bit. Um,
0: yeah. But that, like, but that you defines know, every, you as a person with a disability because, and this is something I've said on here so many times, but. You know we're perceived to be the broken people, but we're always the ones that are trying to fix or, or trying to help others, people. Because you, you at that point in time forgot so much about your own thing, and you're now worried about someone else when you really have a real problem to worry about yourself. Um, and that's kind of what makes you obviously special, and you have your own little superpower or whatever people call it, because you give a shit about other people and their problems. Cause yes, you have your anger and you have the things that you're frustrated about. But as soon as someone says, Hey, I got something wrong with me, you're like, Oh shit, what's wrong. And
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: That's what kind of makes us so special. That's an interesting point.
1: Yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting point. And I think like, I mean, you know, for me growing up, I think, you know, I had parents that weren't the most understanding of what other people go through. Mm hmm. And I think that was what was kind of hard for them sometimes was like, they kind of wanted life to just go back to normal. Oh, cool. This kid we thought wasn't going to, you know, be able to walk and we're going to like, you know, have to feed him through a tube or, you know, whatever His whole life. Like he's fine. He's cool. He should be able to go to college and do that and live a great life. And, you know, I'm, you know, I, as I'm getting older, a lot of stuff that goes on outside of me, is definitely affecting me way more than anything. Uh, uh, personally, you know, and those, the things that are personal now, I definitely, they don't marinate, you know, situations in the world or seeing friends that I'm close with or people I know going through things is, is definitely a harder thing to, a harder pill to swallow sometimes in my, my own stuff. And I definitely didn't feel that way when I was going to, you
0: know, a kid, like, oh, it's just, you know, do you, do you think like your, forever. do you think like your past and everything you've been through was made it very easy for you to kind of accept Julia for what she was going through because you have so much pain, yeah. you know, cause I, I, I believe it's the same for her. Like, you know, if she didn't go through everything she, she went to, maybe she wouldn't have talked to you. Who knows? I can't.
1: Yeah. That. Oh yeah. No, I, I think that's a hundred percent, you know, valid. I mean, it definitely, you know, it shapes you, you know, a lot, you know, it, it definitely does. Um, you know, going through anything that might make that maybe a lot of people don't understand, you know, it definitely can make you, uh, you know, open to seeing what other people go through. I mean, that's, I remember being little, even though I was, you know, wrapped up walking behind my mom and seeing like a kid that was my age in a wheelchair that, you know, couldn't talk and stuff. And, and, you know, feeling that sadness for me, of like, well, I'm struggling, you know, like, how do they feel? And, and, you know, I don't have that right to, to put any sort of assumption on how they may have feel. And and I don't know, but you know, that was something for me as a kid. Sometimes it was like, Oh man, you know, like you're not the only person, like there's people, you know, that are going through, you know, stuff like you are or worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is. They're, they're like, I've seen it many times where I just see someone just really struggling with whatever they're going through. And it's like, it just hits you. Like you really do forget about what you're going through and you go like, Oh fuck. Like, I want to
1: help. Yeah. What? Yeah. What can I do to to take this pain away from me? Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand that. And
0: even even in moments where it's like entertainment, where it's like a movie where you see like some like fat kid, like it's like, oh hey, what up, fat kid? And they're making yeah. fun of him. You just go like, Oh man, I know what it's like to be that yeah. Shit. Yeah. And even though it's it's entertainment, but it's like, man, I get it. Like you feel bad. You're like, oh like and and yeah. that's and that's how the anger builds up and that's you know, I think I was talking about it. was either your wife or someone else. I was talking about just how easy it is to become something the complete opposite of who you are. Whereas, you know, we talk about all these kids who become school shooters and everything. And, you know, well, it all starts from, I mean, of course, it could start from home and bad parenting and all that. But if, if we just take that out of it, it can start from just going to school and everyone picking on you or every girl, yeah. you know. And you're-
1: you're vulnerable, to, man, at that age, you know?
0: Yeah, you're trying to, like you, you're trying to do push-ups, and every girl that you find attractive is just laughing at you, and it's like, well, fuck you. And
1: my friends are all stronger than me, you know, and, you know, I remember trying to fight back with sho- them. You know, I had friends that were so strong shove you down, and, you know, I mean, my dad was physically abusive. So he would hit me and get fired up, and then he would grab my left arm because, you know, I couldn't do anything, and then hit me, you know, hit me, Uh which, you know, was incredibly... You know, fucked up. So that was like a constant reminder of like, oh, thanks. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not as strong as everybody else. Right. I don't
0: so, know, thanks for the reminder. I don't think I've ever asked this question, but this is something like when you? And this is like a two part thing. So like when you dream, like when you're sleeping, and and then also when you fantasize. Like, do you, do you have a disability? Um, in my
1: dream, you know, it's interesting. It, it doesn't when I was a kid my dreams were really messed up and they I think maybe partially like things would play out that way since school but now as like an adult and over the years like uh, I, I tell my wife all the time like my dreams are just I feel like life just kind of keeps going like
0: yeah.
1: And but yeah I feel like I don't like I feel like it's not I'm not usually conscious of it now in dreams yeah. and then yeah I mean I think I definitely you know I have the fantasies every day I mean when I was a kid I fantasized like oh you know like when I got trying out for the basketball team in sixth grade, I had friends who were like, dude, you're, you're, you're making, you know, you're going to get picked, you know, whatever. you know, and then getting cut right off the bat and, and, you know, going, you know, going through that and the, the fantasy of oh man, you know, want to just not deal with this so I can be like everybody else play basketball and, you know, not be the kid who dribbles with one hand, you know, or whatever. And, and I, you know, I, I found myself doing that now. You know, I compete, you know, with disc golf on a, you know, amateur competitive level, and you know, I've I've won a tournament where I beat twenty people. You know, who none of them had any disabilities, and I beat, I won by a lot. Like, yeah. I went out there as the only person with a disability, and you know, that felt really good. And when I have bad days, I find myself fantasizing about what it you know might be like. But it's stupid. It's a, it's a waste of time. Um, there's better things that I could be doing. I might as well just do some pushups then, or you know, something to just not do that because it's completely. You know what I mean? Unless they're like, "Hey, we're coming around with this new technology that fixes absolutely everything. You're going to get your sight back, and you're not going to have CP, and you're not going to have, you know, you're not deaf anymore, and you know you don't have spinal bifida, whatever it is. You can walk now. You know, until that, until we're in that miracle phase, to sit around and think about what it's like. It's it's definitely a a fantasy. But the dream element is interesting because I don't feel like since I've been an adult, like it's it doesn't translate over in the dream
0: realm. Like, yeah. Yeah. My um, dreams are fucked more body, up. More
1: able-bodied.
0: Yeah. My dreams are fucked up. But I think it's cause I take my medication at night, but yeah, I mean there are dreams that I do have some visual impairment, but a lot of times I don't, but yeah, my fantasies and I still remember someone when I was like in high school and stuff, but yeah, they're, they're always kind of like a setup for failure. Cause I'd always just think about cool shit I could do. And it wasn't ever in like the fantasy. I never like ever talked about or ever even highlighted that i didn't have an eye problem but it was pretty obvious that i did it because i was doing things that would never that i couldn't do the way i was doing it in those fantasies and you know I, that's why i asked because it it's like I, I we all fantasize about doing things that are impossible but a lot of times it's things that aren't even that impossible for the average person but for us it's like oh look we're doing this and um you know, it sucks because sometimes, you know, our dream world or our fantasy world is so much better than our real lives. that That's what yeah. makes our lives so much sadder because we we're so like, like, yes, I want to, I'm going to dunk a ball over this guy and I'm going to do this. And you're like, uh-huh. I can't fucking do that. Like, I'll be lucky if, yep. you know, I can catch the ball because it's fucking, you know, they throw the ball and probably gonna just get hit in the face. Um Yep. And so there's times where, you know, we, we fantasize so much and we kind of forget that like, yeah, we have a real life to kind of go through. And then we look at our life as a whole, like, let's say, you know, new year's just happened and we, we analyze our whole life and we go like, what did I do this year? And it's like, we didn't do shit or at least not enough that what we thought we would do. And so that when we look at our fantasies, we're like, man, like that was so cool. I did this and did that, even though we made it up, but it's like. I can't do any of that shit or, or you know it's, it's highly unlikely any of this will ever happen like my life sucks and we just kind of get lost in that. and that's how it's you know that, and again that's where the mental health that's where a lot of that comes into play where you really have to you really have to have a lot of conversations with yourself you have to like it's okay to fantasize it's okay to it's just it helps you get through the day but you can't get lost in the amazing things you mm-hmm. actually do do yeah. it just doesn't, I do that a lot as a kid yeah. spent a lot in my room
1: fantasizing. Yeah. About not having you know what you know. Oh, what about this? Or, and yeah, it's, it definitely is like a. I think sometimes it's it's definitely okay to you know whatever if you everybody has that everybody you know, has something like so, oh I I wish I was skinnier or I wish I was you yeah. know more in shape or I wish I you know whatever people dye their hair every other week because they want it to be a different colors so, you know. To look out to be brown might just be too much that day, you know. Yeah. No, but you know, we're 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 constantly needing some sort of change. It seems like, even though probably a lot of us don't like things. but the fantasies, it definitely could be a it could be a trap. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, and like, I'm guilty of it for sure.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, they're like, they're, they are what they are, especially guys. Guys do it, I think, more than girls. Like, we fantasize all the time just about, just, oh, I want to be a running back in the NFL. Like, any shit. We yeah, fantasize. Yeah,
1: I mean, I was convinced I was going to be the a, a first ever, you know, player in the NBA to, to have, you know, three revolutions and have a major disability. Like, that was a legitimate thought in fifth grade. You know, like, oh, I can do this. You know, like, yeah you know, no, you can't. You're, when you hit eighth grade, you know, an eighth grader passing the ball is too much for you to handle. You're yeah. probably not going to make it, you know. Oh, but yeah, you're right. You know, right. I'm going to, you know, do this, and you know. I think Hollywood that definitely doesn't help, you know. Like I it, watch a lot of, especially back in, the, you know, day when we were watching stuff in the '90s and stuff like that. Um, anybody who is blind or deaf or has any sort of disability, like they really make them look more dumb, and it's more outlandish, and it's like, I mean, we watched something recently where they had a blind person. It was really offensive. You know the way they they portrayed it, and you know, or even if we have people with just dis, dis disabled in a movie, but we have it played by an actor. You know, you going to have autism, and, and Gilbert Grape instead of having, you know, maybe trying to find somebody who, you know, might be able to. guess they're acting, but well, you got to have people in all environments.
0: You know. Yeah, you have one. Me and your wife talked about the kid from Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah, RJ. yeah, He's right. The kid from Breaking Bad. Yeah, absolutely. Breaking, but, and, but you know, I don't. I haven't seen anything for you know a while. That I think they had the deaf, actual deaf girl in that, one of the movies. King, where
0: they, uh, King um, Kong,
1: Quiet Place, or something like that.
0: Yeah, there was a girl in King oh, Kong. I believe she's deaf. Okay, and and yeah, and, and she was actually one of the best actors in the whole movie. Because boy, there's a lot of actors in that movie that were terrible. Actually, no, it was King <laughs> Kong versus think... Godzilla. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's how like they communicated with the monkey was through the, uh, the deaf girl, which it, it was nice, but, um, yeah, she was one of the only ones that wasn't over the top in that movie. Uh, so you just like have to accept, like, it's just cool that you're watching these giant things beat the hell out of each other. But other than that, like the acting itself around it, like it should have been less acting. You should just let these two things kill each other. Cause it's, yeah, the, the people in the movie were just like way too over the top, um, but yeah, the representation of, of us is, is is really bad, um, and and you know the reason I always brought up that kid from Breaking Bad is because, <clears throat> as what you said, when they actually have someone play us, they're always just yeah really slow or they're just kind of like background. They're they're and they're, they're dis- they are the disability friend or, or whatever they are. Yeah. Whereas, if 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 they are done well and they are inspiring, we're not playing it. And that's yeah,
1: that's it exactly. really like that's a really valid point. When it's inspiring, it's never uh, you know done by somebody who has the actual disability. Yeah, and it's like, how else are you really going to make that step if you don't if you don't have people on that? You know, and it's interesting because like, well, I make music and stuff like that, and it's something I do for a hobby, and whatnot. But if I were to play my music on stage, or the minute I feel like you know the the way we perceive musicians or actors, like we see them as of having almost be perfect. That's why, you know, most people that are on, you know, perform on Saturday night live on Saturday night, you know, they tend to be attractive and they tend to look a certain way. You know, we're not having, you know, we don't, I mean, think of that. We don't have a lot of that in the mainstream music or, or even film. And but we have a long ways to go, I think, until that becomes yeah, uh, more of a norm.
0: Yeah. And the fact that we have like one or two examples, it's like, wow, but it's better than it was. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. I did want to ask you one more question about your wife only because yeah. it, it, I wanted to finish that one point. Um, what What is it like? Cause this is something I can't answer. So what is it like to find someone who actually loves you unconditionally and does like you, I mean, I mean, I'm sure we all have our insecurities, but you actually are in a, in a world, like you have a bubble with a person who, doesn't look at you any differently and you're just her husband? Like, what is it like to feel like actually loved and that you're, you're not disabled? You're just, you're just Justin.
1: Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's something I am finally, you know, getting used to. I, I have a bad habit. She, you know, makes fun of me for it of, you know, if I try to carry something in my right hand and I drop it and I'm like, you know, or and she's like, you know, asking what's wrong. I'm like, I have cerebral palsy and she's like, oh, do you? Do you have, it? like, like you know, I don't know that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and it's like, you know, um, but yeah, it's definitely made me more confident. I think like in some regard, for sure, like she definitely helped me just kind of realize that uh, maybe some stuff was in my head, you know, granted pe- there's a majority of people that definitely suck and you're going to go out there and you're going to see people who you know, deal with people who are just going to be, you know, see you as only being the person, you know, who has something that makes you different. And it definitely helped make me more, I guess, like confident, like going to look for a job after I met her, you know, definitely wasn't as hard. It wasn't something I looked forward to, but it was definitely way harder. And I met her at work, you know, she was somebody, she was one of my bosses and, you know, and and yeah, I mean, it definitely gave me a certain little elements of, you know, confidence and security and whatnot that I probably didn't have before.
0: And it always helps when you have someone to tell your problems to who actually will listen.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's again, it's, it's your, you know, your home is your safe zone, but it's not even like you're coming home just to be by yourself. You're coming home and someone's just like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? And, And you can just talk to them about anything. And, you know, no matter what you say, unless it's like, well, I, Killed a child or something like in general, like you can tell them anything and they're gonna accept it and they're gonna love you for who you yeah. are and they're gonna be real with you. They're gonna tell you when your shit stinks. They're gonna say, like, hey, like, I don't know, I don't think you did that right.
1: Uh, yeah, something that made me a better person and made me grow and make changes that I probably wouldn't have made otherwise. Like,
0: yeah, you
1: know, not, not being a drunk anymore and you know, not being hateful all the time about stuff when I get in a really bad place or. Being grateful that, you know, that there's somebody, you know, that's there and yeah. and cares for you no matter what, you know, and I, I'm definitely you know grateful for
0: that. Yeah, and it makes you want to do your part. Like you want to be, the, you're 100%, you're 50% technically of the relationship. You giving 100 is, 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 you know, being the best version of you. Obviously, drinking is not going to do it. But you want to, absolutely. you know, you want to yeah. be the best guy you can to her.
1: Yeah. Because there's not you many know, people who accept you
0: for who you are, especially on that level. Not forget dating, just anyone.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely it's definitely tough. I remember being stopped one time. So I leaving the convenience store, and a, a woman was like, "Can I talk to you for a minute?" And I was like, Sure and she was like, "I just saw you in that store, and I saw a lot of and stuff, hand, you know, pulling out your wallet and your money, and handing people the debit card. You know, I looked, expect you know, count money. it was." so stupid when i do it and you know i was doing that and i was kind of joking around and being confident and she was like you know my son i have a grandson that's like 10 and he's so angry and he's just so angry and uh she's like you know like is there any how do i get him to be like how confident you are and i was like give it time i mean i was like i was that way at 10 you know i was very angry and you know i kept my hand in my pocket you know i mean like I put my hand in my pocket and try to just keep it there. And sometimes I did it. I remember being like 17 during that blockbuster video when I worked there. This woman was like, why is your hand in your pocket? And I was like, because I want it to be. She's like, it's just really weird. And I was just kind of like, yeah, it's weird. You know, it kind of went on. But for me at that time, like I was so insecure about it being out. Like I really was like having to, to, to open the video case, like, and it was certain people. Some people were cool, but I could just feel that coming off of it right off the bat. And, yeah, you know, now I'm definitely not that way, and that kind of came from having somebody who was more understanding for sure.
0: But that's why you're you're so important to not only have on here, but just for you to you know find ways to get your voice out there and speak because of that ten year old kid who's embarrassed to be who he is. And obviously, you know what it's like to feel that way. And there's nothing wrong to feel that way because that's what society tells you you should be. And, you know, the world can be cruel. But he doesn't have many people to look up to. As we mentioned, that kid in Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. you know, that's one example. But not everybody has yeah. to be in Breaking Bad or be in any form of entertainment. We need people like you who are just yeah. in a store, normal, doing your own thing. And you're you're making light of your situation. Or you're having fun and you're making it look fun and easy to have not only cerebral palsy, but a disability. And so yeah. she sees that and it's like, you you know, every, we're always so insecure because we always think everyone's pointing and laughing or looking at us in a, in that way. But she looked at you and said, wow, like I have a son and you're an example of how great mm-hmm. it is to have CP.
1: Yeah, that's definitely what, I mean, you know, that's my main goal right now. And it's really sad. I think that I think this way, but it's true. And it's like, I, I really would love to be able to go and, you know, it, it call, you know, call it motivational speaking, but I hate that word. But, you know, being able to go and talk to kids and just say, hey, you know, this is this is what my hand looks like and this is what I dealt with. And, you know, this is, you know, it's sad that you have to be like accomplished more than just being like I have a person that lives a regular life. Like, well, are you a motivational speaker? Or did you climb Everest with no legs? Like, that's what we want to come talk to kids about having a disability, not somebody who just has a regular job that's making it through life. Like you have to be some, you know, defined, like you said, you almost have to be like a celebrity to, to, to motivate, you know, people. You can't just be like, Hey, I get through my life. And there's people, you know, there's a kid right now that, you know, I was at the park one day this year. and I saw a lady looking at me. Why is this lady looking at me? Just right. looking at me, she's looking at me. And I realized what well, that earth, she had a daughter with her who had CP just like me, who was probably ten years old, you know. And she was seeing me laughing with my friends, playing stuff, and you know. And she it probably made her feel good, and, you know, to know that you know her kids probably struggling, but you know, can find that, and and that was cool. Like, and I've seen it before. I've been in the and seen a kid who was just like me, I eyeing mean, kind of seeing me do my thing and watching, and you know, I would love to be able to to reach out to to kids like that and and maybe try to help them realize that it will get better as they get older or, you know, they can just be themselves, like, sitting around, you know, thinking about, oh, I'm so different and no one understands, like, you know, it's going to be the case and that's going to be true sometimes. But I definitely didn't have much as a kid and I would have loved to have somebody, hey, man, I'm just like you, but it's going to be fine. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, I remember Jim Abbott, he played baseball for the Angels and he pitched, and didn't have a left hand or a right hand and Doing had no the hold the glove and it. yep and I had to do the same thing I picked and I held it you know and it was super inspiring me you know I wrote a paper on him and everything when I was fifth grade, and you don't have anybody like that in sports
0: anymore yeah you know? no and that
1: was 30 years ago 25 years ago more
0: than that yeah yeah I remember like because again like I you know I'm not so consumed anymore by my own shit I mean I am but I'm not and I remember when I was still living in Philly. And I, I saw a a girl with no legs and she was like in this electrical wheelchair and she was just flying down the street, just, just doing her thing. And the fact that she just wanted to be outside and didn't care that people were looking at her and she just was doing, she was, you know, being, you know, showing her independence and she was getting, going to the store and she just flying through the area and like not giving a shit. And it's like, to me, like, that's very basic to someone, but for most people, but it's like, I thought that was so fucking beautiful and powerful because she just didn't yep. care. And she, mm-hmm. she she knew going out, psychologically, she had to prepare herself to go out there with no legs in this wheelchair. And she's going to go buy kids and go buy anyone, you know, and she just, she didn't care. She did. I mean, I'm sure she cared to some degree, but she just was powerful and did her thing. And I was like, good for you. Like, that's, you're awesome. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yep. And that's no, why I, I love think. that.
0: You know? Yeah. I think, and then you have your Instagram. Like, you should maybe do some sort of like lives and blogs of just showing like what you go through. And, you know, you, you, you just never know what kid is like you that you're going to reach. And, um, yeah. Because there's there's so would, many people like you in, and not just with the same condition, but just people that are struggling with even just, yeah. you know, somebody may hear this and just go, like, yeah, I battle alcoholism. You know, like there's people that are struggling in so many different ways that you might reach one person and they might have been ready to, you know, hang it all up and just check out. But they heard your story. and It's like, well, shit, like, all right. I mean,
1: that's definitely what helped me get to that point. I mean, I have friends who don't even have like any sort of disability in great shape that were alcoholics. It's just like over, you know, not overnight, but they, they failed a bunch, but they got their life together and like seeing them be sober for a few years and just completely become, you know, go from a person that you're like, dude, you know, dude, it's tough. Like, wow, you really changed your life and you're so happy, and you you know, you fought something like that. Help, I mean, me, I've reached out to people who don't have any disabilities at all, and I've said, dude, you getting sober helps me, you know, change my life and, yeah. you know, get sober and not take alcohol as a vice to bury myself in because I feel like shit sometimes.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of times we're also looking for that vindication to know that we're like powerful and we're doing something great. But you don't always get oh, it. Absolutely. Every so often you get that woman that comes up to you in the store and says, hey, you know, how are you doing this? But I think if we, if we again, if we had that every day, obviously life would be so much better because it's like we feel good about ourselves. Right. But you have to kind of hold on to those. And, you, you know, like you are doing like you are showing that you're powerful and that you're, you're you know, that you do overcome. And because, again, you know, you could just stay at home and drink. And not care and just oh, yeah. be alone and not give a shit, but you, you're you living a life and you're doing, you know, you're you're, you're married, you ha- you have a family, you're, you're working, you're doing a lot of things that most people would say. I mean, as you said in the very beginning that you're, your par- you know, they told your parents that you might not be able to walk or talk or do anything. Yep. You probably would have to just be a person that's been taken care of by your family your whole life. And look at you now. Like, yeah, maybe it doesn't seem like, again, you're going to back to the fantasies and dreams. Maybe it's not what you dreamt this would be. Maybe you may yeah. thought you would have a better dream and you would be an athlete or do it and all this shit. But, okay, that didn't work out. Because when people ask yep. me, you know, what do you want to do with your life? Because I went to school for sports journalism. I hate. I found out I really hate writing. It's stupid. So <laughs> I, you know, I was like, I just want to help people. And again, that's so damn vague. It's you can't really just saying that is like, oh, that's cool. And so I, I started with like volunteering, helping animals because I love animals, and I started like that's how I doing that with
1: all the rescues you have. Yep, yeah,
0: and I started doing like motivational speaking and things like that, and just little things. And then the podcast came, and of course, like yes, the goal was to kind of get myself out there and tell my story and just help someone here and there. But I never thought I would be able to like actually explore all these different conditions and disabilities and have all these powerful stories out there and, and then come to find I was like, "Oh, okay, this is how I help people." I've been saying this my whole life, but I don't know how I was going to accomplish it and here we are. And yeah, this is not how I dreamt it up would be and this is not how I, you know, I didn't think I'd be living in my apartment and still working a factory job, but the the more I work at this, the more opportunities I get and more people I meet and this is this all can change. It's just you know, again, it's not what I envisioned, it's not what I pictured it would be, but I know every day I still try to do some good, and that I can't say that for most people because you see all the chaotic shit that goes on in this world, and it's yeah. uh putting a little good into this world is something, and uh, yeah, you can't say definitely. that for most people.
1: No, and it, it takes a lot to take those steps, and I mean, to sit down and have uh take your take time to have a conversation with somebody, and hear their story stuff like that, like, it, it definitely is, is something that I mean, people in our situation you yeah. know, should be doing. And that's why I didn't get frustrated when I to kind of first got out there and I wanted to, you know, reach back those connecting people that were, you know, stuff and then finding that it was where um, that some people didn't just want to, want to talk about connecting, just form and talk about how bad it was. And then, you know, try to have a positive conversation or talk about ideas how to make that are for
0: people. So, yeah, know,
1: it's going to yeah. take a long time for it to
0: become something
1: you know, that we all openly are, are aware
0: and conscious of. What we work for Yeah, I and mean, that's why you know at the end of uh, most of the episodes, like especially like I said to your wife, and I'll say the same thing to you. Like if you ever need someone to talk to, I'm always around, and it's not because. I don't have any shit going on. It's just because I know what it's like to feel alone. I know what yeah. it's like to be sad. And no matter where you are in your life, like we're in better places than we were, but we still have our bad days like you did yesterday. And it's yeah. always nice to know that there's someone out there that just doesn't give a shit about that stuff. And just is like, look, man, I've been there. Like, you know, I, and I'm, and I'm not going to tell you the, the, the hokey generic things that people say, like, Oh, you know, it's going to be okay. Like, yeah, it might be okay. But I also know you know, mm-hmm. it sucks. Like it sucks when you have days when, no matter how old you get and how, how many, how good of a place you are in life, you always take one step back and just go like, "Ugh, fuck, life yeah. sucks right now." And and yeah, yeah, yeah it's always good to have someone people around that understand that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep, uh, it makes you appreciate it the
0: day. Yeah. Um. Do you, so. Kind of in closing here, like so like we'll kind of go back to what you said with you know that kid you know that woman that said she has a daughter and a 10 year old and you know they were the young version of you like do you have any kind of like i don't know just kind words or just something to kind of help those kids like to be the younger justin who's struggling with who is and yeah like you have anything for someone like like that yeah i've had this Thing that I've been telling
1: myself for a while now, and it's been carve your own line, and it's literally just been like etch out your own path. You know what I mean? Don't let anybody else tell you that you're not going to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do. If you fail doing whatever it is, by if you can enjoy the process of doing it, something that brings you joy, and not letting anybody else tell you otherwise, it definitely helps. And sometimes that's just Maybe it's listening to music, you know, or maybe it's, you know, whatever it is that you connect with, like be yourself, you know, and it sounds cheesy sometimes to say that, but sometimes for people who are struggling as a kid with being different, like that's uh it's easier said than done, but definitely just, I mean, whatever it is, if you, you know, the steps that you might take, if you're enjoying the process, even a little bit, good to get there and again, if you fail, you know, like it's that's what you know I have to tell my, and that's what helps me a lot. It's just focusing on definitely the things that make me happy and being grateful that I'm able to do the, to do those things. You know, yeah, you know, I love messing around on the piano. I'm not incredible playing piano, but I can do enough with my right hand to where it's fun for me to just do it. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be the greatest piano player ever, but hey, it's you know, something that I, that I like to do that makes me feel good that I couldn't do at one point in time. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's, that's really been for me. It's just been like, you know, definitely make your own path, but definitely be there for other people because it definitely does help. And that's advice that I need to hear for myself about being there for other people because, you know, that's, Definitely where I get as I get older, what makes you feel better, you know, like with Christmas just coming around. Like, if it, it feels better as you get older to give, you know, the best again, you know, like, yeah, thinking about something for somebody, you know, and I think that's you know, I think that's what I would say.
0: No, that's great, yeah, yeah that's absolutely you gotta, you know, because I think you know, I have a little thing I have to do, like a little speech I have to do to some place for like mental health, and. You know, one of the things I I say a lot is, you know, when you when you get into a dark place, you get sad or you feel alone and all that, like one of the you don't have to look for like the greatest thing ever to change your life. Like you, sometimes it's just all about getting through that day. And if you're looking forward to the next episode of your show or whatever, it could be something so basic, but it, Mm -hmm. it keeps you alive. And
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: At, you know, like it could be anything. It, it really can yeah. be that simple. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm looking forward to when my family comes to visit or the, the girl that I'm going to fall in love with or whatever. It could just be something like that where it's just like I can't wait to the oh, next, yeah. next season of whatever show and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that, that that's something, that's something you're hoping for. It's something you're, it's going to keep you around. Even if you said, well, once the show's over, I'm going to kill myself. Well, you don't know that because we, it may yeah. not come out. What if the show comes out in a year? Well, you're going to be alive for a year. So much could happen in that time frame, And you're, you're, you might even forget what you said, or you'll just change your perspective on it. And, um, it, you don't always like I said it doesn't always have to be some elaborate thing where you're just like yeah. oh god I'm, this is what's going to keep me alive right now no it could be something so yep. simple
1: small things can definitely change your life and make you, you keep going keep you going and bring a lot more joy than you realize yeah and like it, it can be that just something to look forward to or you know a spot that you might like to go to I mean I like to go sit by the river sometimes and I don't really get to do it very often and you know, when I do, it's always a nice little reset. You know, I've been going there my whole life. I have yeah. memories of friends that passed away that are, you know, around anymore than I went there with. And every time I go there, I come back just, just, just spot that's minutes and you know, that. And I only make three times a year, but just going there makes me feel, you know, a lot better about my life when it's something so small.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, do you, I mean, I know your wife did, but did you, do you have like anything to like promote? I know I just asked you on, but
1: um, I right now i will be following on Instagram uh, airjustin underscore twenty two. Uh, I do. I mean, I, I basically, uh, you know, I consider myself an athlete. You know, I, I compete in disc golf, but then I also stick to a very kind of intense workout for somebody with CP. So I've really started the process of trying to, you know, just it, it makes me feel better. I don't do something every day physically and I just you know, kinda of kiss my butt. So I made things to kinda of motivate myself to stay active because I sit early and the more I sit the work it's easily get on my body. You yeah. can follow me on Instagram and I, I definitely talk about what it's like, you know, having uh, a disability or, you know, playing a sport where, you know, nobody really, you know, you've got people but you know, you're definitely a minority a a lot of the time. But yeah. um, everybody I've met and I have friends through it that have been really great. And, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. about what I got going on. I do have a book I have been working on. Um, my wife's is an author. author at a bookstore, and I'm slowly working on a book that will be out. Sometime in the um, and it's a fiction book. I pull a little bit from my personal experience. It's completely. Fantastical. and Definitely. Enough, but Um, one of the characters, uh, have, I wanted to be able to kind of, you know, tell a little bit of my story while still making it a fun kind of fictional thing, but it, it definitely gets,
0: easy. yeah.
1: The cool. darker side of it, but it's going to have a nice, you know, kind of a little, bit, uh, happy-ish ending that definitely kind of, you know, sheds the reality of, of the end the That'll, that'll be out at some point, but
0: uh, I'm definitely working on that. It. Well, hopefully it'll line up like when the episode comes out, cause I'll put it in the description. And even if the episode comes out before, then I'll, I'll just change it later on. If it comes out after either way. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the last thing I was going to say, like, yeah, just keep doing it. Cause like, I know a friend who has, who I've had on her name, Joel, he has spina bifida and he, he's a power lifter. Like he try he's got oh, wow, leg awesome. braces. Yeah. And I know I just actually the episode I just put out my friend, Paul, like he's totally blind and he played, uh, there's a blind version of baseball, um, and there's like a blind version of like soccer. He played all that and like there, you, you know, yeah. There, there's people that just do crazy shit, and and you know, again, I know where we compare ourselves to, to people that are fully functional, and we just say like, oh, you know, like, well, I'm not that, but you know, you're still doing things, and you're still, you know, you yeah, don't you don't have to absolutely. do shit, and like I said, you could sit home and just drink, and you don't. You continue yeah, to try to push I your limitations. Could. And
1: yeah, I definitely could. That's a really valid uh, point, and I've definitely been trying to give myself a little bit more credit because I'm definitely my biggest critic, and, <clears throat> and you know, and sometimes that's okay because that's what helps, you know, yeah. get to where I am and make better decisions. Because I mean, I remember being twelve, thirteen, and like, shit, am I just going to be homeless? Like, I'm going to turn thirty and I'll be homeless.
0: Exactly. And look at yourself now. It's mm-hmm. totally different. Um, well, this is the first conversation I ever had with you. I think you're an awesome dude. I'm glad that you exist, and I hope you keep doing what you're doing. Time,
1: I think, is incredible, and I, I totally agree. Um, you know, that that's definitely.
0: You sound more a little far away from your phone. You might want to come closer. I'm oh, sorry.
1: There. It might be getting low, but we definitely have conversations like with more often. I think it's something that the world needs for sure.
0: Anytime. buddy. yeah, I mean, I, you know, me and your wife have t- had multiple conversations. I plan on keeping in touch with her and, and same with you. Like you need anything, just yeah. please reach out and you're having a shitty day. Like, oh, trust me. You can text, call me anytime I'm around. Um, I will,
1: man. Same, same here. If you ever need, um, I put it out there as well. If you ever need anything, nev- definitely don't hesitate to reach out.
0: I appreciate that. We all need that. Um, yeah, buddy, I will, we'll keep in touch and I'll, I'll talk to you shortly and thank you for coming on
1: thanks for having me, TJ. Have a good
0: night. You too, brother. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> boop boop. Oh, I didn't do it. Um, yeah, guys, there's another one. Um, I know there kind of some audio technical difficulties. And I hope it comes out okay. We'll see. But um, yeah, he was great. I, I enjoyed him. He's just a fun guy. Who, you know, he's just a guy. That's the thing. Like, I, I'd like to show the human part of of us. Like, you know. You can show all the pain, and you can do all the the cutesy stuff too, and, and life's great, and all that. But you just I just like seeing people who are just just show the human side of them, and, and the humility of, of what we are, and what we what happens to us. Um, you show every angle so that you know there's no stone stone left unturned. Um, but yeah, um, I'm starving. I think I'm going to order Chinese food. Uh, Bullet was here chilling. Bullet but okay so you just want to play and bat stuff around when i'm doing the podcast but when i'm wrapping up you don't want to show up okay let's see how this is this this is again my co-host just i don't even know why i keep him as my co-host because he just doesn't participate whatsoever actually he's more of a, a a saboteur um but anyway, I still love him. He's adorable. Uh, I've put out some pictures and videos of of his little cat tree put out, which is going to come out so much later. So you've probably seen that many times over. And he's, but he's got his own little cat pillow that looks just like him. And oh, he's just great. He's doing wonderful. And he's got so chunky. Um, so yeah, so he's well taken care of. And uh, but yeah, as far as I go, everything's doing okay. And um, again, I'm gonna go eat because my stomach's been growling. Maybe you heard it on the mic. I don't know, but. I'm gonna go eat, and you guys are gonna go live your life and do something uh hopefully amazing, or just there's my stomach growling um or just 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 take a breath of fresh air and just just you know realize that life can get worse and uh you know look out for somebody out there I don't know i'm I'm just being corny now uh but you see you guys on the next episode oh, that was the wrong button that was the wrong button um. That's the right button. Alright guys. Before I fuck it up anymore. See you later